Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us, If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, all the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, have retained for us this image of Jesus with the children. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Unless you change and become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Our gospel for today, from the gospel of Mark, is the earliest of these accounts. Why did the church hang on to this story? Why is it featured so prominently in the gospels? Well, I think it does cut very close to the heart of who Jesus was and what his message for us is about. You know, the setup for this story would be funny, if it weren't so tragic. Listen. Jesus and his disciples came down the mountain and began to go through Galilee, but he did not want anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples in this vein. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men who will put him to death. Three days after his death, he will rise. He's predicting his passion. He's showing where he's going, the road that leads to the cross. And what are the disciples talking about? As is often the case in the Gospels, they don't get it. They don't get him. What they're talking about is, which of them is the greatest? There's the master going that way. The disciples are going precisely the other way. And you know how typical this is and how familiar, recognizable it is. I don't care what group you're in, a family, a team, a company, a corporation. This is what we human beings do. We jockey for position. We become acutely aware of how we're being perceived, where we are in the pecking order. Are we up or are we down? Do people admire us? Are we climbing the ladder? Are we descending the ladder? This is just basic to us human beings. Who of us is the greatest? So, Jesus finds out about this. He proposes to them a sort of antidote. Listen. So, he sat down, called the twelve around him, and said, If anyone wishes to rank first, he must remain the last one of all, and the servant of all. Then he took a little child, stood him in their midst, and putting his arms around him, he said to them, Whoever welcomes a child such as this for my sake welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but him who sent me. I just find this picture very beautiful. It's a kind of sacred icon. Jesus in the middle, the disciples gathered round him in a circle. He takes a little child, and notice, please, the physical identification with him. Jesus sits down. 
to be at the same level as a child. And then he puts his arms around him. It's as though he is identifying himself with the child. And indeed, Jesus is the child of God the Father. And so it's a sort of sacred icon. Jesus saying, I am like this little child. You must be like this little child. Now, what does it mean more precisely? I don't want to be saccharine or sentimental about children. I have enough of St. Augustine in me to know that, you know, children can be pretty cruel. Children very often are just bundles of selfish desire. You know, I don't think children are just always sweetness and light. So what is it that Jesus wants us to see about a child? What is it that's spiritually rich and powerful about a child? Let me put it this way. I think a child is spiritually powerful in this sense. That he's unable not to be himself. A child is incapable of dissembling, of being one way and pretending to be something else. A child, you know, for good or for ill, is just who he is. When I was a kid, I'll be dating myself here, but when I was a kid there was a show, uh, uh, Art Linkletter had a show, where he would interview little kids. And it was called Kids Say the Darndest Things. Well, you know, why kids say the darndest things is they haven't learned yet how to pretend. How to say, well, here's what I really think, but here's what I'm going to say. They just come out with it. They just tell the truth. They are who they are. Now, Christians, listen. God made the whole cosmos. Mountains and plants and rocks and animals. They, too, give glory to God. How? They give glory to God by being what they are. They give glory to God simply by being a mountain, by being a flower, by being an animal. There's an innocence about them in that sense. There's a simplicity and directness about them in that sense. God glories in them because they are reflective of what he wants them to be. What's our task? Our task is to find, in our own human way, the same kind of directness and the same kind of simplicity. Think for a second. You are being created right now by God. So am I. So is everything else in the universe. Creation didn't happen just a long time ago. Creation is happening now. We are being sustained in existence by God. And listen, God never does anything without a purpose. So right now, you are being created by God for God's purposes. What is the point of your life, therefore? To be who God intends you to be. To be simply and directly the person God intends you to be. Just as a mountain is what God wants it to be. Just as a flower or animal is what God wants them to be. So you and I are called to that same kind of simplicity. No dissembling. 
Not being at cross purposes to ourselves, but being who God wants us to be. Christians, what goes wrong with us? We get off this beam very easily. How so? We accept the view of the world around us. We accept the prejudices of our society. We accept the standards of the world. And we say, oh, I will only be joyful. I will only find myself when everyone admires me. When I become like that person. When I have this or that. We convince ourselves that we must become something other than who we are. Unless you change and become like a little child, simple, clean, clear, direct, living out of God's intention for you, until you find that, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Let me give it a a somewhat different spin. I think a child is spiritually powerful in the measure that a child is not looking at himself. You know what I mean? A child just is in the world. That's why a little kid can lose himself in something as simple as pushing a train around a track, kicking a ball around the yard. My little niece or nephew, they're four and three years old, they can spend a whole afternoon in the corner just playing with their toys, lost in their imaginary world. Why can a child do that? Because he's not looking at himself. Rather, he or she can become lost in the world. This means, in the spiritual sense, that they are lacking in pride. What is pride? Pride is that terrible spiritual poison according to which we look at ourselves. We're not lost in the world. We're not lost in what's right in front of us. But we're attentive in a terribly painful way to what others are thinking about us. What impression we're making. How am I doing? How am I ranked? Am I up or am I down? Which Which of us is the greatest? Am I the greatest or the least? The prideful person is so obsessed with all this. He's looking at himself all the time. A child is someone who's lost in the world, not self-preoccupied. In that sense, unless you change and become like a little child, you will not have the kingdom of God in you. Isn't it true, friends? The best moments in life are those times when we are least aware of ourselves. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? The best times, the most ecstatic times, are when we are least aware of ourselves. That's the childlike quality we're pointing to. Let me just close with this. This childlike simplicity of spirit this directness, being who God wants us to be and not concerned with all the expectations of the world, it has nothing to do with simple-mindedness. It has nothing to do with a kind of childishness. One of my great heroes, I've spoken of him often, is Thomas Aquinas, 
one of the greatest saints in the church, also its greatest intellectual, in fact, one of the subtlest minds ever produced in the Western world. Thomas Aquinas, whose works fill 50 folio volumes of the most subtle writing. But the word that's used most often in contemporary descriptions of Aquinas, when people are trying to describe his character, is childlike. He's childlike, simple. When his last confession was heard, the priest came away with tears in his eyes, and he said, it was the confession of a seven-year-old child. What was childlike about Thomas Aquinas? He knew what God intended him to be. God intended him to be a theologian and a writer and a preacher. That was his task. And Thomas Aquinas lived out of that simple, direct understanding of himself all his life. He was who God wanted him to be. Even when his critics went after him, and there were many, even when he was lured by the possibility of becoming a bishop, even when his superiors wanted to do different things, Thomas Aquinas knew who he was. And with a childlike simplicity and lack of self-reference, he stayed on that beam. Friends, we spend a lot of our time jockeying for position. Who's up? Who's down? How am I doing? What do people think of me? Who cares? That's what the Bible's saying today. Who cares? All that matters is being in simplicity the person God right now intends you to be. Everything else is distraction. Unless you change and become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. For books or tapes of Father Barron, check out our website at wordonfire.org. If you are in need of prayer or encouragement, or if you have a question about the Catholic Christian faith, call us in Dayton at 225-8901. That's 225-8901. And may the peace of Christ be with you.